Welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey friends, Doug Addison, welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. Wow, I'm just excited that we're getting so close to Christmas right now, and uh, it's just a time that God's really doing things. He's forming things for you, and He's going ahead of you, and He's just taking care of business, put it that way. He's a good God. So Lord, we pray right now that you would align us for this new assignment that's coming in the new year, the divine alignment for the divine assignment and develop that 2020 vision so that we may understand and know your heart. We may know your will in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm in kind of a little mini series here on how to discover God's will or his purpose because it's part of the prophetic word that I have for this next year. And, you know, there's a couple of things. Let me just talk about. We all have a calling from God. And let's assume for a moment that your destiny and your life purpose is found in a relationship with God through Jesus. Let's just assume that. Because a lot of people don't know how to get beyond that. Or maybe you want to make that your focus. That's great. But I'm just trying to get you to understand that there's sometimes a greater purpose for you. And coming into a relationship with the Lord can be the starting place. But don't stop there, my goodness. That's just the beginning of an amazing new life that God has. Well, let me just talk about life purpose and destiny because I use these terms. They could, they could be interchangeable, actually. But uh, your life purpose is a unique assignment from God to develop your spiritual gifts Develop your love and your relationships by growing in godly character and helping others do the same. So there's a difference between that and seasonal divine assignments that you could get. So your life purpose really, like Jesus said, you know, when he really broke it down, one of the first things he said publicly was, come and follow me. He said it to Peter, James, and John and to his disciples. Come and follow me. So your life purpose is found, number one, in following the Lord. The second thing that he said that it was the most important, really, was love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So we need to be able to develop godly love for people and follow Jesus. And then the third or the last thing I want to just talk about uh, with your life purpose is what he said before. You know, he went back to heaven. He says, now go and help others do the same. He said, you know, that teaching people to do what I taught you. And it was one of the last lines of the Great Commission. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel, right? We tend to think that we have to go into a pulpit. No, we don't have to do that. We don't even have to stand on the street corner or do anything weird. We could actually teach people what God has taught us. You don't have to teach it out of the Bible. You can teach these principles. It will help change their life. That's what I do. And people want to hear from you. Uh, you know, it opens people up. So those three things, 
in your life purpose is to follow Jesus and also develop the godly character and love and then help other people do the same. Now, that's life purpose. Your destiny is where you go with it. You know, we all have a destiny. Elvis Presley, the great singer, he had a, actually his life purpose was, and he really wanted to be a gospel singer. And he ended up getting into some contracts that didn't allow him to, he ended up doing some different things. Then his destiny, even though his music changed the world, his destiny is where he took it, was a different place than what he had hoped to take it. He still had a career, but he had some struggles, I believe, because he missed that higher calling in his life. But I'm just giving you an example about destiny. Destiny could be where you take it. Then in the middle of all this, you can have divine assignments. These are more situational things. It can change based on your current level maturity or maybe what's going on in the world or your life. I've gone through divine assignments. And what I meant by your level of maturity, maybe you're just coming to the Lord. You're in a different place than someone who has been developing their gifts and later on. But these all go together. And I went through a divine assignment many times, actually. I went through an assignment where God wanted to help me understand his heart. So he took me into a time early on in my Christian life. He took me through a time of ministering to the homeless. And I, I preached in the missions. I, I actually started out in San Francisco. And also, I visited people on death row, San Quentin, one-on-one. Uh, the Lord opened the doors for me to do that. It was, a, it was a divine assignment. I thought maybe that was my destiny, but it wasn't. It was something greater. Then I went into another assignment where I began to move in the area of business to set me up to be able to go into another assignment of church planning. They set me up to another assignment to be able to do what I'm doing today, which is a ministry that's on the Internet. Everything's being brought together. And it's just a uh, just an amazing time. And if I look back, it's destiny for you. It's like a connect-the-dots drawing. And each season... Our assignment is like a dot. Now, we tend to what to just go one to a hundred, you know, hey, let's just do it. But it, it's actually a process. You could speed the process up sometimes, but other times God might slow that down. And those are called the wilderness times. He might slow things down for you to learn the uh, lessons that you need to learn. And you can advance in maturity more quickly if you know what the lessons are. That's what I'm going to be sharing also in January and February. I'll be doing some more training in this area where I can help you do what I did. I accelerated into my maturity. Now, I still had to learn the lessons. There's some things that you just can't do. But if you know what they are, you can actually work hand-in-hand with God to go through some things and get there more quickly. So God has a plan for your life. And it's basically found in Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and to not harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Wow. And then verse 12 says, Then you'll call upon my name, and I will answer you. So there's some things here. This is basically God's plan for you. Like we, If we think about a plan we all have the same type of plan. And it is found in Jeremiah 29, verses 11 and 12. First of all, there's four things that he wants to do. Is He wants to prosper you. 
He wants to not harm you. He wants to give you a hope and a future. And the fifth, then, is to answer your prayers. So, when we get into this, there could be some baggage attached to that word, prosperity. Because there's some, you know, prosperity messages out there, maybe, that focuses on money, you know, and things like that. But, you know, if... You get your heart right with buddy. God can trust you. In fact, that's what he wants to do. He wants to trust you to be able to flow money through you. And so I had to walk through this, learn some lessons about getting through the spirit of debt. So because the opposite of prosperity is debt. And so I had gotten into poverty and debt and I had to break that mentality and also the mentality of greed. Jesus said that it's the love of money. That's the root of all evil. It's not money itself. It's the love of money. That's the root of all evil. And so if you can deal with that part, God can then use you. Oh my goodness. He can use you as a beneficiary. He can use you to be the lender and not the borrower. We used to have to borrow money to do what we did for my business and my ministry. You know, we would do a big printing project or something and we'd have to, you know, uh, use a credit line and which is okay to do. But we've come to a place now where we're the lender. There's a Bible verse that says that you want to become the lender and not the borrower. We lend the money to ourselves because we've developed some savings so that we can do things and also we can be a beneficiary to other people. That's where you want to get. You can't get there if you have a problem with the word prosperity. So you need to get these things in line and I'll be going more into this over the next couple of months as well. So God wants to prosper you. The second thing he says, no harm. Well, you know, people start thinking that God's the one causing the bad things in the world. Uh, all this stuff happening. Uh, no harm can also be living in fear. Maybe you live in fear of harm, fear of cancer, fear of terrorism, fear of all the things. See, we don't want to be living in the opposite side of God's plan. He wants you to be at perfect peace. The third thing is, in Jeremiah 29, 11, he wants to give you a hope. A lot of people are hopeless, maybe depressed. We need to break through this. And hope deferred, there's a Bible verse in Proverbs, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Maybe you got sick or you got heart sick for not seeing some of the prophetic promises come about, but you need to get healed. Get hope. Hold on to hope, even though you haven't seen the things come to pass yet that God's promised you. These are are God's plans. And the, the last thing in Jeremiah 29, 11 is the future. He wants to give you hope in a future. Some people are living in that opposite place of not knowing what their future is, not knowing, having any idea. That's what I'll be doing by training. And this is what I, I talk about all the time anyway. And also in verse 12, 29, 12, it talks about getting answers to prayers. There's things that you can do that are going to align you with God's perfect plan and peace. Now, write this down, Jeremiah 29, 11 and 12. You could print them both out. Put them on your refrigerator or in your Bible, whichever you want. You go to more. Just get in front of you. And just pray this in. Over the next month or so, begin to pray in those things that God has for you. And, and He has a plan for you. He has a hope. He has a future. You want to break out of that poverty mentality. I tell you, I struggled for a number of years with this. And I didn't know why was God trying to... He was really on me about 
uh, you know what, before I moved to where I live now, we live right outside of Hollywood. And he was really on me to, to get out of my poverty mentality, but not be swayed by money. And now I know why he was doing that. And I grew up and my parents were amazing people, but my family had moved up out of the South to get out of the coal mines and then worked in the factories. Nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, I was probably one of the, the only white collar people in the blue collar family. But what it was with me, I had to break off that poverty understanding because God was calling me to do what I do now. And that is to influence what we would call the mountains of influence here in Hollywood, media and the movie and the music industries and uh, to be able to prophesy into it. And I'm not swayed by money. I tell you, it did cost us a lot to do this. It's cost us a lot of money to live here. And that was a challenge too, is to trust God that he would supply our needs according to his riches and glory. See, this is alignment. What I'm talking about, when you align yourself with the principles of heaven, Things can flow over and over. I was reading this book. I think Dave Ramsey was talking about the guy. I don't remember who he was, but it was a rabbi who had written a book. And this rabbi said, you know, it's not the Messiah I don't understand about you Christians. It's the poverty mentality. In fact, when I was living, uh, we first started in like connection here uh, in, in Los Angeles. I lived in a part of Los Angeles for a couple of years, which was a very large Jewish population, Israeli Jewish people. And I got to live right next to and interact in the, you know, and I learned a lot. Boy, I learned things. I asked questions and I noticed that they didn't have a problem with finances. And they saw things as, they saw finances as worship to Yahweh or worship to the Lord. And that we don't want to worship finances. We want to use them as a way. And especially these days, I tell you, we're in a time right now when a city could be wiped out overnight. We're in a time right now when the government might not be able to take care of the things that are happening. And we need to be able to step up as believers and as the church. And I believe that we we need to take hold of what it is that God's called us to. And we need to discover that in Matthew 13, 44, the kingdom of heaven is like a hidden treasure in a field. And when a man found it, he hid it again. And in his joy, he went and sold it all and bought that field. We need to come to that place where we get we find something that God has for us. And I'll be talking about this a little bit more because one of the prophetic words I have for this year is to open the book of your life purpose. And it's going to be happening over the next couple of months. I'll be trading more. So Lord, we pray right now that you would open up Jeremiah 29, 11, that you would do these things, that you would cause us to walk in perfect peace, perfect harmony with your word, with other people in Jesus name. Amen. All right. God bless you. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.